Hello, and welcome to the Wounded Under Shepherds podcast. This is Dr. Bill Scott, your host, and I'm glad you've joined uh, today in listening to this episode. Today I want to deal with the issue of Remember Your Calling. On this episode, uh, we will deal with the issue of how pastors may find themselves questioning their calling. And I'd like to camp out there for a while in this particular podcast. In an earlier podcast, I'd briefly uh, visited this issue, but today I want to uh, dedicate the entire podcast to that. This podcast uh, is designed with the goal in mind of... uh, Supporting and offering encouragement to those wounded under-shepherds, pastors if you please, and their families. The issue that many pastors wrestle with is not only that of their own wounding, but the impact that it has upon their wife and children if they're married and have children, and many pastors do. The goal of this podcast is to deal honestly with the visceral feelings that a called man of God may encounter when dealing with the raw emotions, it's important to step back and remember your calling. If you've been dismissed uh, from your congregation due to no failing of your own, you're not alone, brother. Uh, A multitude, uh, unfortunately, uh, is in that company. When one finds himself in that position, We often have a million different emotions swirling about. It's important to remember the details of God's calling upon our life. It's important to go back, to remember, to re-examine and re-evaluate that call upon our lives. One of the things that we need to do in remembering is to remember the details. How old were you? When God called you to preach, were you a teenager, a child, uh, an older adult, a middle-aged adult? Uh, How old were you when you sensed the call of God on your life? And when did you begin to sense God's calling uh, to pastoral ministry or to preach the gospel? Uh, To share just a bit about myself, uh, I was saved at the age of 15 and just had this insatiable desire to be pleasing to God. I often prayed and asked God that if it was His will for me to to preach His Word, that I was willing to do that. Well, uh, about a year later, uh, God began to uh, move in my life, and at that time I didn't quite understand that it was God at work. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, uh, what were the affirmations of God's call on your life? Uh, Who or whom did God put in your life to influence or encourage you? Uh, Perhaps it was a friend that said, You know, I believe God's calling you to preach. That's exactly what happened to me. Uh, A good friend of mine, a high school mate, uh, we were best of friends, a good Christian brother, and uh, I had gone to a youth rally as a youngster. God just gave me this burning passion to do something, although at the time in my uh, youth I didn't fully understand. I just knew I had a desire that I wanted to serve the Lord. So in our association, there was no youth program at all. So 
through my pastor who was very deeply involved in the association, I shared my thoughts with him and he encouraged me to talk to the director of missions uh, about that issue just to share my heart with the director of missions and to my surprise uh, the director of missions was all on board with it uh, and so we began to host uh, quarterly youth meetings youth leader meetings and I went out and bought a lot of material and studied it and all that and all the while still being in high school so anyway Nonetheless, uh, at these youth meetings, uh, uh, when we would, when I would get up to speak, I would wind up actually preaching, and I didn't understand what was going on, but I just—it's like it wasn't me. And so it was after several of those episodes uh, that this dear friend came to me and said, "Bill," he said, "I believe God's calling you to preach." Now, here's this young guy who had been praying since he was 15 that, God, I'll be willing to do whatever you want me to do. It scared me to death, quite honestly. No, I didn't quit church or try to run away, but I was a, a, a very insecure kid. I grew up out in the country. Who in the world was I? And uh, I was uh, one of the least... Uh, likely people to be called to preach. Well, dear brother, I don't know your story, but what is your story? I encourage you to remember the details. Take inventory of the details of God's call upon your life. How old were you? When did you begin to sense God's calling? How did that come about? And uh, what were the ways that God affirmed for you that He was calling you to preach. Now to finish up my little story, uh, I once I became convinced that indeed God was calling me to preach, I went to church on Sunday morning and sat on the front row and had the, the pastor as he was preaching. Uh, I Come invitation time, I already knew in my heart there was a battle going on. The Spirit of God was telling me to go forward and share with the congregation God's call uh, to the ministry. But the devil was there too, and he was telling me, Oh, you're stupid. You don't know anything. That ain't God calling you. Uh, who in the world do you think you are? And so, dear brother, I'll tell you, I, to this very day, 40 plus years later, I guess, uh, it's... Uh, it was always a sad remembrance for me that because I was cheated out, I allowed myself to be cheated out of the blessing God wanted to give me. Yes, after the service, I went to, after the invitation was over and the service had ended. I went to the pastor and and shared with him the battle I had going on inside of me and the sense of feeling of calling to preach the Word of God. And so he was very affirming and very supportive, and he encouraged me to come forward that night during the invitation, which I did. But brothers, quite honestly, uh, it wasn't the same. I, if I'd only been obedient to the Spirit of God that morning, I think things would have been in a much better light. Nonetheless, God is gracious and God is forgiving. And uh, he affirmed my call through various opportunities to, to teach and to preach over the years. So why is it important? 
Why is it important to remember the details of our calling? I'll tell you very frankly, brothers, because the devil will launch an assault against you. He will assault your being, your mind, your emotions. He will attack you in every way he can, especially if you are freshly reeling and rocking from an experience of being dismissed from a church for no legitimate reason. You've been faithful to preach God's word. You've been faithful to minister to the saints. And yet you find yourself at the end of, uh, you're gone, preacher. You're no longer welcome here to be our pastor. Believe me, I know that's happened to me more than once in life. And I know the deep, deep scars and all the emotions that go with that. So that's why it's important, especially if you're at this juncture. Uh, it's important for you to go back and to remember the details. It's important for you to go back and to relive and remember the ways that God affirmed his call on your life to preach his word. It's important to reflect upon those whom God has used to be an influence in your life and encourage your uh, a Barnabas, if you please. That's why it's important, because the enemy will accuse you. He'll heap guilt on you or shame on you. He will attack your sense of worth. He will he'll mock you. Uh, whatever he can do, he will do to get you to abandon God's call to preach. So yes, if you find yourself at this point, at, the, at this moment as you're listening to this podcast, at the hands and, and the hurt of others who've betrayed you, and they've set you out for no just cause, and you're human, as I've said in earlier podcasts, you have emotions, don't pretend you don't. It's okay to be honest about your feelings. Uh, Pour your complaint out before God. Do whatever you need to do, but just be honest. And uh, God knows your heart and he knows your pain. But the enemy's goal is to shut you up. The enemy's goal is to shut you down. And the enemy doesn't care what it takes to do it. I'm talking again, as I've said earlier, to the pastor who finds himself forced out through no fault of his own. Brother, if you're listening to this and you had a legitimate call of God on your life and and you've succumbed to a temptation that disqualifies you from the pastoral role, please know that God knows your heart and He is a gracious, forgiving God. He may not, uh, it may not be uh, appropriate for you Uh, to be in pastoral ministry again, but that doesn't mean that you cannot be in vocational ministry. God is a gracious and forgiving God when we truly cry out to Him uh, in genuine repentance. God is a God who restores indeed. But as I've said earlier, Satan doesn't care what it takes to take you out. If you have been faithful to preach God's word and serve the people of God, uh, you're on the enemy's hit list. And brothers, unfortunately, so many pastors, uh, are they succumb to the allurements of the devil. And I believe two of the largest allurements of the enemy is sex and money. 
pastors, I, I can sit here and share with you story, uh, a number of stories of dear brothers or friends or colleagues I knew who fell uh, in this regard. And please know that I am not in any way uh, intending to sound holier than thou. Uh, I say that with great sorrow in my heart because saved by the grace of God, that could that could be any of us. None of us are above the temptations of the enemy, and he doesn't care what it takes to get you to shut up uh, or to stop being able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will do whatever it takes. So beware, my brother. If you haven't fallen sexually or morally, please, please don't fall for that lie that, oh, I would never do anything like that, or that would never happen to me. Well, you're just at the door. The devil is literally crouched at your door waiting to spring on you. So, anyway, I think the scripture admonishes us, uh, those of us who are spiritual, to restore those uh, who have fallen. I believe that's in Galatians 6, perhaps. Remember, remember God doesn't make mistakes. When God called you to preach His precious Word, His holy Word, His infallible Word, His inerrant Word, He didn't make a mistake in calling you. As I shared early, earlier, I'm just an old country boy. I grew up on a farm and uh, grew up a gravel road. And who in the world was I to think that God would ever use somebody like me? So here I am all these years later... And you know, it's those kind of people that God uses. God can't use the high and mighty, those who are so full of themselves that uh, they want other people to bow down, kiss their ring, and polish their shoes. I'm not trying to be unkind or ugly, dear brother, but I'm just being very honest. God cannot use a proud-hearted man. It takes someone who recognizes that he has nothing to offer other than his life to the Lord, and only through the grace of God, as he humbly walks with God, that he could be used as an instrument of God to bless others and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So, God doesn't make mistakes. He knew what he was doing when he called you, and unless you've done something uh, to disqualify yourself from the pastoral ministry, uh, God's call is still in effect for your life. With more than 30 years of pastoral ministry, I've experienced the gamut of emotions. I've witnessed the heartache of seeing friends treated shabbily and wrongfully by congregations. A dear brother of mine, a dear friend to this day, uh, called me many years ago after he had been dismissed from his church. In a broken-hearted tone of voice, he asked me if I thought that he should no longer pastor. And I called him by name and said, God is the one who called you. I'm not, you know, it's not my place to make that judgment. He wondered if he was through with the pastoral ministry, if he was all used up and washed up, because he had certainly not had any moral failure. It's just the 
folks in the church, unfortunately, those who were not walking in the Spirit of God, but rather in the flesh. They allowed the flesh to control their thoughts and their thinking process, as is often the case uh, in these situations where pastors had been dismissed for no legitimate reason. Brother, it doesn't matter what has happened to you, how it, is, how it has happened. You must remember that if you have been faithful, have you been perfect? No, I'm not saying that you've been perfect. I'm saying if you have been faithful, because God knows we're imperfect people. God knows uh, our frailties. The scripture tells us in the Psalms that God remembers that our frame is of dust. So the enemy is always looking for an angle. He's always looking for an opportunity to discourage you and to disqualify you from preaching the gospel of Christ. If you're at that place, my brother, I encourage you to go back. Go back and remember your calling. Go back and remember the details of your calling. Go back and remember the ways that God affirmed His call on your life. Go back and remember who God used to encourage you and to affirm you in that calling or the circumstances that He used. Remember, God doesn't make mistakes. Last but not least, dear brother, in this podcast, remember that God is faithful to remember your service to His people. You will always have scars. Your family will have scars. And dear brothers, uh, time does not permit for me to deal with a whole host of other issues that can arise from forced terminations and the impact it has upon a pastor's wife and children. And perhaps I will deal with that in a future podcast. But Lord willing, next podcast I'm going to deal with the issue of finding your worth. If you are like many pastors, you struggle with a sense of self-worth. And so we will look, Lord willing, in next podcast at that issue Until then, may God bless you, and may I offer a a brief prayer. Dear Father God, you alone know for whom this podcast is prepared. Lord, I sit here at a desk behind a mic, and Lord, I do not know for whom you intend this podcast, but I pray that whenever or wherever a dear brother hears this podcast who has been wounded by the injustice of people in a church and his family. I pray, Father, that you will encourage his heart. Hold him near to you, Lord. Just embrace him and affirm him, Lord. And Lord, may he remember all the ways that you have called him. May your blessing be upon him and his family. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my friend. Until next time.